0: Welcome to episode 3 of Full Metal Movie Reviews. This week we'll be discussing Wonder Woman and all things DCU. With me today is uh, Davo. Dave, how are you?
1: Not too bad, thanks mate. Yourself?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Rob won't be with us this week. Um, Both Dave and I saw Wonder Woman today. Um, Maybe we'll do the Wonder Woman review first up. Let's uh, jump into it, Dave. What did you you think of Wonder Woman? Initial thoughts?
1: Um well initial thoughts uh, I actually enjoyed it. Um I was pretty happy with the, how it turned out overall because obviously that's the most important thing in the world is they make me happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um exactly. it was uh no well, look man initial thoughts is yeah it was an enjoyable film like I was pleasantly surprised I thought overall was awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: I uh, that's see the one thing I was just hoping for was to be have a good time with this thing because the last couple movies um, that we've been, well, that um, DC have put out, have been great, but they just haven't been fun or enjoyable. And this was probably the first one in the DCU which was. I wasn't looking at my phone, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. Um, Do you know? I I
1: reckon the key thing um, compared to all the others is that it didn't it didn't feel like it was trying hard. No. Nah. If you know what I mean, yep. like it, yep. it seemed to stay pretty on point. It seemed to be pretty pretty tight film story wise.
0: Well, it, it see the thing is because Wonder Woman appeared in Batman v Superman, this was like a I guess a retrospect or a retrospective look at her origin, which is an interesting way to do it to introduce a character, and then next movie have their origin story. Um, and I guess it was like well it pretty much says why does one wonder woman a god care about humanity and i thought this was probably the a good story to tell about how during a massive conflict she understood how humans can tear us tear themselves apart but at the same time i don't know through her relationships with humans uh, realizes that they're worth fighting for so you kind of i don't know you got like a morality sort of tale but it's entertaining whereas it's not like fanboy service but executed poorly like batman v superman
1: yeah uh yeah i'd second that um and i think that that's where the progressive nature of that of her not really having a sound understanding of her own history where Mm -hmm. she's from and what she's all about you know um thinking that the whole God killer situation with that sword. Mm. And then you're coming towards the, uh, I guess the more climactic part of the um, film. And it's like everything sort of, you you, you can sort of genuinely feel the impact on the character. Mm. Mm. So the realization that humans are shit and Mm. humanity is pretty Mm. shit overall. Mm. um, You genuinely feel like, oh yeah, this is a person that's just found out like that Santa Claus isn't real.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it's like, what's the fucking point? Turn around, it's like, nah, that Steve Trevor who guy, he was a pretty good guy. Yeah. Like, I genuinely felt something there. And here's this guy that's did, like, who has no powers, no ability to do anything. And he's like, look, what I can do is just try and save today. And that's just what the guy's doing. And she's like, you, all right, there's that think, spark of light.
0: Did you think at the um, end the uh, fight scene between the Ares – and um, her when, and Wonder Woman uh, when he's pretty much saying how ugly they are, and she goes, "Yeah, they are ugly." I was like, hmm. <laughs> "I don't really like that." <laughs> that's a bit. That's a bit. Um, I know you're a superhero and all, but you know, can you just tone it down and with the uh, the analysis there? That was a bit. That was a bit. a mm, bit, bit personal. That. Um. As well always, full metal. We jump in. So we always talk about the the whole plot. Um. So if you haven't seen it yet. Maybe this is your spoiler alert. Um, we'll be talking <laughs> about the whole thing. Massively late for that, mate. Well, we haven't spoiled anything. Everyone knows Ares is the bad guy. So, um, cool. So, the movie kind of starts off with Diana. She gets um, her photo from World War I back from Bruce Wayne. And this is where I thought it was weird. Bruce Wayne sends a note with a photo saying, tell me your story or something along those lines. And it's, it's, the movie's pretty much all in a monologue. So I don't know who she's telling the story to. Because she's no, like, no, he
1: didn't He didn't say tell me. What, what, he said, I hope to hear the story one oh, day. Oh, okay.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this whole movie, she's just thinking, it's, she's staring at this photo for like two hours, and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, but you pelican. I, thought, I Actually, I legitimately thought Bruce Wayne would be on the phone or something <laughs> and she's telling the story, but maybe that's a bit too literal. I'm a bit too simple. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Uh, um, so okay, so then it's the usual origin bullshit. Um, Paradise Island, amongst all the Amazons, uh, she's a young girl, uh, princess of the Queen. Um, wants to fight. Queen doesn't want her to fight. Rah rah rah. Maybe really, uh, maybe that—that's probably the probably the, uh, for me. That was probably the weakest part of the movie. That ten or five minutes where they're just sort of setting it up. Like you find out who the Amazons are and stuff.
1: No, uh, I think it was valuable, man, because that, that, that's where you're getting the difference in the character, right? Mm-hmm. Because and it doesn't – it never comes back around, um, but if you can remember the scenes at the start of the film, there is payoff mm-hmm. at the end. So you've got this young girl who sort of loves adventure, mm-hmm. thinks wars are cool, wants to be a warrior uh, like her auntie and all that sort of stuff, right, and like what her mum was. The general, yeah. And yeah. the, the mum's like – no, <laughs> war is shit, like the, the whole concept of murder and conflict, I don't want that to be for you, that's going to be terrible. And then, so what happens at the end of the film is, I guess, all that shit starts ringing, like really coming home, right? Mm. It, but it's just like every World War Two story or World War I story you ever heard about, the young 15, 16 year old guys that would lie about their age because they think they were going off to fight yeah. in some sort of grand adventure and that um, everything was going to be uh, roses and poppy seeds and all that sort of shit. But it's, yeah. so I think, I think it was worth it spending that time because oh, have, it set up the development of the character. Yeah,
0: I, I could maybe perhaps to clarify it, like, I, you, you're much, very much aware that this is set up to, and this is like pretty much purely exposition to explain everything. So that's what I meant by that. So it's kind of like,
1: oh, okay. fair enough.
0: Yeah, the, here's the story of the Amazons and you're weird gods and right, 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 So, like, so the layman person could go to the movie and just pick it up. So, you know, that necessary five minutes just to explain the context or context of the world was a bit, uh, yeah. We get it. Be heavy handed. Yeah, it's like literally, let me just show you. And she rips out an iPad and, well, okay, a scroll. (laughs) That's an iPad. (laughs) And and, and you get a little five minute movie in a movie explaining the movie. Um, Just just quietly mm. with the Amazon stuff,
1: how, (laughs) never in my life have I ever seen so much twirling. And oh. flying backwards arrow shots. Yeah,
0: how good is it? It's amazing. And I love it. <laughs> it was just like nonstop. Spin. It was. It reminds me of uh, what are those wrestlers? those Mexican wrestlers with the masks, and they like just flip around. Oh, like like Lip. a Nacho Libre yeah. style. Yeah, <laughs> it's Nacho Libre style of ancient fighting with spears. It's amazing. <laughs> like backward flips, yeah. arrow shots, and yeah, that uh, was hilarious. It was, it was pretty cool though. Um, yeah. here's a question for you. So, Amazons are immortal, right?
1: Mmm uh, no they're not okay so as as evidenced by her aunt dying
0: yeah but <laughs> yeah but if she if they've been alive since zeus they have to be immortal because how would they
1: nah there's more context there to how they mm. keep going on and um, the other thing, right? If i can't m- remember yet
0: if they're immortal her aging up, so they they show the movie when she's like five or six or whatever, then when she's like maybe twelve or thirteen, and then again when she's oh, five, yeah, they, then why yeah. does
1: she stop aging
0: yeah, why does she stop aging <laughs> how was it like was it how many centuries was that of her aging up so they must age slow slow slowly, so I'm just thinking how many centuries because uh, you don't
1: have you don't have the context of um, so i okay
0: they can be killed, but what I'm saying is if that like the lifespan, would obviously be millennia, right? It wouldn't be normal lifespan of people. I don't know if it's millennia, but I tell you, uh, thing- you, you know what? So
1: we just need if you ever get any listeners yeah. and they start sending <laughs> tweets Ouch. and shit, yeah, way, <laughs> Ouch. I'm sure this is where we need to be uh, two years into a podcast where we can just do a call out to the nerds to correct everything here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty sure there is a, a, a fair bit of uh, law that actually explains. How that all happens oh, and continues. Because okay. you know, Diana um, is completely different because she is, is actually she, effectively a hybrid god, right?
0: No, she's so, Jesus, Zeus's daughter.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So her origins obviously changed over the years, but if, in effect, she's Zeus's daughter, right? Mm. So she's the daughter, which makes sense as to why she's immortal. Um, I. It could be something to do with the. Uh, is it Themisera? Or I know Paradise Island's the old way to say it, but the, the actual island itself. Isn't it just called Par- just Paradise be... Island? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's got the Greek reference, Themisera, or I'm pronouncing it wrong.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Themisera. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, so time may operate differently in that sphere, as we've seen. Yeah. In, like countless comic book stories in the world, like when they just isolate one zone with a fucking force field. yeah that's the other
0: thing it was like magic so that people can see it but if you just happen by chance to go there you'll get through I would have thought there'll be more magic to kind of disorientate you and send you the other way as opposed to just you know putting up an invisible wall with fog and then if you go through the fog you will eventually turn up at the island
1: um yeah, but oh, I think we're getting into too much nitty-gritty here.
0: But. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I take that point. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Yeah, so through the, course, <laughs> through the course of her training, she finds out that she has special abilities um, and that leads to a conflict where she, um, in effect, boots or, I don't know, force pushes her uh, her auntie um, and everyone's like, oh, what's this all about? So, of course, she runs away confused and then when she sees... Confused on the edge of a cliff, she sees our mate uh, Steve Trevor and his plane uh, crash into the ocean, and she goes, what the hell is this? Dives into the ocean um, and meets or saves Steve 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 Trevor from his – that's the other thing. I don't like like characters when they have two first names. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) old mate Steve. Call him Steve. Steve, old mate Steve, Steve. couldn't couldn't get out of his plane. She saves him, and I thought – what what happens after that is pretty much the Germans are, are, are chasing Steve and you find Steve actually has stolen a notebook um, and the Germans are chasing Steve. they manage managed to shoot down his plane. His plane crashes and I, I really like that beach um, landing se- scene where the German soldiers are landing on the beach of Paradise Island and the Amazons, in effect, are repelling the uh, the invasion. What do you think of that fight scene there?
1: Uh, yeah, no. I thought it was really good. Um, mm. That's That was the height of the sideways diving, yeah. arrow firing, yeah. backward kick spinning, arrow firing. Uh, the it, it was pretty awesome. Of, yeah, uh, did awesome. you also did you also notice the little Steve, uh, the no look kill shot as he's oh, running yeah. through the beach?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I nice. really like
0: um, Chris Pine in this. I thought he was an excellent leading man. He was pretty, um, pretty he was he was he was like, Yeah, he was really cool. Um, oh,
1: actually, uh, I don't know. Uh, that other little um, uh, reference YouTube video that I uh, saw mm-hmm. that you uh, sent me, and I think it's really spot on and on the money, is um, you can – in retrospect, I can see him getting influence off of Harrison Ford style characters mm-hmm. in um, like an Indiana Jones type setting. Like I, I actually – I could see him pulling that, um, that style – in the way how he was acting in some of the scenes through the film. Mm. And I actually reckon he, he's got a lot of potential to do some cool shit moving forward. Mm.
0: Well, for the listeners at home, the old, old two of you, um, (laughs) the, the YouTube video, David's, uh, David's talking about is, um, Mr. Sunday movies. So go check yourself, go check that one out. It's a, a, not, is it a, what was it called? Things you may have missed or whatever, like a,
1: uh, Easter, eggs that Easter eggs
0: weren't necessarily yeah. Easter eggs. Um, I don't shoot shit on the guy. It is what it is. Um, so Steve, um, he helps uh, Diana or Wonder Woman um, fight off the Germans and basically gives a spiel about how the world is in a war to end all wars and he was a spy um, and he was touring an Ottoman facility or a, I guess it was a weapons facility. And in doing so, he found, um, Dr. Maru or Dr. Poison was producing a deadlier form of mustard gas. And in that she conveniently had all of her formula written down in this green little notebook, which was conveniently placed at the edge of a door, which he conveniently stole. And then the Germans got wind of him, chased him and he ended up at paradise Island. So in that sort of little interaction there, a bit of dialogue, um, the Amazons learn that the world is at war and tearing itself apart and they theorize that Ares, the god of war, is behind the, behind this and that in the end sense that he's corrupting humanity and forcing them or, I guess, tricking them into conflict. Um, now, I want to talk uh, about I think that. she thinks it's force.
1: It is. She, oh, I okay. think they make reference that
0: they're under his uh,
1: direct influence or control. Mm. Yeah.
0: I want to make point you know, so in that. So then, that scene where uh, Steve is um, going through the weapons facility, he, what happens is he steals the book and they see him walking out, so they try to stop him, but then he jumps into a plane. But did you notice, though, when he's touring that facility in the first shot, you actually see kids working the, 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 the drills and the, the weapons, the, I guess the plant. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, in, so when he escapes in the plane... He drops a bomb on the facility. Now, <laughs> Steve just killed, I'm pretty sure, a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know they, before the explosion, they show an, an empty facility just to make it clear that there's no one in there. But let's get real. There's got, that explosion was very big. And those children have very they small little some- legs. And they can't <laughs> run that far. He killed some kids. He killed some Ottoman kids, flat out, would have to.
1: Um, uh, possibly, possibly. Yeah. I, to be honest, I didn't put two and two together, I think. I think the wool was pulled over my eyes, uh, and I saw the empty thing and just assumed it was a warehouse uh, of some okay. sort, as opposed to the actual manufacturing facility. I thought it was the same thing. Well, going by that logic, I mean, you'd have to then assume that, uh, Dr. Poison would also have died. And, uh, well, they all ran uh, out,
0: don't you remember? They all ran out into the car to chase him.
1: Uh, yeah, but she didn't pursue too far, did she?
0: Well, let's be honest, Dave. DCU, DCU doesn't really focus on those sort of
2: minutia
1: of detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But speaking yeah. of which, and I just got to stop you just right now. But did you instantly think when you saw Doctor Poison that you will that like did you get any throwback sense to um, the original Michael Keaton Batman and Joker? Nah. Like his, right, remember Joker's girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson's girlfriend yeah. <laughs> with the, the face mask?
0: Yeah. Jack, I thought we were going to the moon.
1: Whatever it is, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that um, one.
1: I was like, that has got to be the most ultimate uh, callback I've ever seen. Because I don't think... Yeah, that, think that's pretty
0: not cool. A, that made me think of Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire with that guy. He's missing his face from the war. He's got that like leather mask on half his face. And he talks uh, like this. Have you seen board, Boardwalk Empo?
1: Yeah, I've seen some of it. Yeah. Though,
0: but... um, yeah, like, yeah okay. Basically, her, her, half her face has obviously been eaten away from some sort of gas, and she's got like a pros- prosthetic face or, a, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just a mask, I'd yeah, say. The, uh, It covers up half. Kind of like you, a
1: Phantom of the Opera type situation, if you, if but if for you the YouTube, lower half.
0: If you YouTube um, those sorts of things from World War I, they did exist, but they did not look anywhere near as good as that.
1: No, that was fairly sophisticated. Um, <laughs> 3d yeah. printed type yeah. something you'd see today yeah exactly <laughs> but still. um
0: so okay so what so what do you think of that interaction in the, of his desperate plea to the amazons to let him go so he can go back to britain and give the notebook back to try and, i guess try and save most, but the war's already stopping because the armistice the is about to be signed but i mean just to prevent the the gas being dropped i guess no, I mean, the thing is, he's got the notebook.
1: Mm. Uh, he's under the impression there's going to be a, a super weapon of sorts or mm-hmm. a gas-type weapon, and the Armistar doesn't mean shit if they just start dropping them, right? Yeah. So yeah, he, he's obviously enough. being driven by the, uh, the desire to...
0: Well, I guess you find it later that the, that they're going to drop it on London, so that would have pretty much wiped out everyone in London, I assume.
1: Well, yeah. Um. Know. And did you find? And I think we probably could, maybe skip through at a bit of quicker pace. But even if, did you He's find the host that? Here, mate, who's the host? Yeah, I, I get that, but people's times are precious. Um, yeah. If you go through, in keeping in line with uh, that theme though, and the book and all of that, mm-hmm. like I found that the uh, the arguments weren't really that great because it is a gas. Mustard gas was used. Granted, they had the um, masks and stuff like that. But like, did you feel like it wasn't – like they didn't really put much effort into making it feel like it was a super weapon?
0: Uh, Yeah, good point. I mean, because at the end of the day, it is – how do you deliver the gas? And so they show it two ways. One, being fired from an artillery um, gun and then being fired from, I guess, the payload would have been the gas – and the second way was a uh, plane, um, sort like dust. Was it dust cropping? They just literally would have dust cropped the
1: crop dusted. Yeah, crop and dusted. No, I think I'm pretty
0: sure there was a payload. Ah, so that would have been a bomb too. It dropped. Yeah. Um, but if it rains, oh, uh, isn't see? This would have been good because Rob, being working in the industry, he does would have been able to prove this. Oh, if, the uh, the chemical if, weapons industry. Yeah, if it. Well, and <laughs> because he's German, but um, if, if the if the Bombs dropped, and the gas got launched. If it rains, it's pretty much over right like the gas doesn't go anywhere
1: uh well, I and if mean, it's
0: windy, it'll get blown out as well
1: yeah, I mean it's gas like it depends on how i guess the mm. uh the denseness of it I don't know. Yeah, we're getting, the of it. we're
0: getting bugged down.
1: We're getting bugged down in bullshit that no one cares about. All Again, right. <laughs> but my point is, is that they could have yep. done a better job because even if, even when he's in the room mm. with the generals and stuff, and he's trying to explain the severity of the situation to them. Mm. Um, and you've got the flippancy of the guy, like well, soldiers, you know, they're supposed yeah. to die or whatever. Yeah, it's like, well, no. His argument is that civilians also get killed and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, okay. You I mean, kind of, yeah. you want a bit of gravity. It's like, oh, this one's not made of. Um, Ah, oh, fuck! What they say it was hydrogen was the new. Yes, it's like, like oh, hydrogen yeah. gas mask won't stop that. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. So that's why this is the super weapon because gas masks won't stop that. It's like fucking invent a new gas mask. Got it? Like it just seemed yeah. a bit. You know, uh, it's like weak, you said, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, um, and the other thing is, uh, I know in America. So it's probably late into the war. It's set in probably 1918 or maybe yeah, 1918. So. Why is an American spy working for the British? I would have thought it would have just been a British spy. And why are there uh-huh. no American generals on that sort of panel of generals? I don't know. No idea. Yeah, no idea. Anyway, so out of that, so Steve manages to convince Diana that um, humanity uh, is tearing itself apart and Diana, thinking that it's um, Ares behind it all, Agrees to get him off Paradise Island, in return Steve has to take um, Wonder Woman to face Ares so she can defeat Ares. Um, and I gotta say I really enjoyed the dance between Steve and Wonder Woman. I thought I thought they had some pretty decent chemistry given Gal Gadot isn't a, that all great actress. I mean she's okay, but she's not you know Mel Streep or anything. And I thought they actually had some genuine sort of Chemistry between the two. What do you think about that? (laughs) Yeah, I. That's important because you get to something stupid like um, Suicide Squad, and nobody's got any chemistry other than Will Smith, and it's Will Smith's chemistry carrying a movie. You kind of think, like, you you get over people very quickly if 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 it's not if it's not there. Sorry, I guess the clarity,
1: Yeah, so Will Smith is more his charisma. Charisma.
0: Okay, sorry. Yeah,
1: and. Well, for it to, yeah, so chemistry I would define as being between two actors or more than one, unless of course there's chemistry with the self, but that would be an interesting film. Um, but the point I, I get, I get what you're saying, and I totally agree, and I think because you can have a you can have a chemistry between villains and um, the main protagonists as well, and I think only so far in DCU there's only really been. Batman and, and, I'm, and uh, it's been a long time since I've probably seen the full um, Christopher Nolan Batman series, but you don't really find the two characters or the, either the protagonist and the main villain, or you see the two leads Antagonist. really like, like work well, like so well together on well, the screen think, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it, it was actually quite refreshing to see both because it made, because Gal Gadot looked like a good actress. Not again, agree, I not um like an Academy Award winner or anything like that. But the point is she didn't look out of place no, as an actress. She completely held it and um working next to Christopher Pine, like it her all of her mannerisms seem to be completely natural yeah, for yeah. someone that's out of their environment Correct. which is Paradise Island. Spot on.
0: That, and, and
1: he and his like I what I liked about him as well was that they didn't overplay the pandering. He's just like, he just was like, no, we've got to do this. I can't hang around explaining this to you. I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to yeah. chat. Like, go. Either you get yeah. it or you don't, man. I'm yeah. chatting. Yeah. Like it was good. Like I thought that was, yeah, really good.
0: Yeah. And, um, and that's what, that's probably articulated a lot better than I did, but that's what I meant. So she obviously, she's doesn't understand any mannerisms of humanity or, you know, she's never seen a man before. And, Like you said, it doesn't feel out of place when she makes or her, I guess, the way she behaves. Um, And it elevates her performance, I think. I think she really did a good job. Um, Okay, cool. So, for whatever reason, they land in London, but they decide to get some new new duds, and they decide to go shopping before going straight to, um, uh, I guess, British Command. I thought that was a bit of odd. I thought that was odd. I thought they could have done that perhaps after they went to deliver the book, but they Get new suits and look <laughs> fabulous, I guess. Go in High Street down in London and London. Uh, yeah, but you know what, though? I, to be honest, I think
1: that was more really ramming home how fucking backward humanity was back then in, from a social setting. Mm. Like the number of references to her needing to cover up and all this sort of yeah. shit. Like that was really to drive home the whole women's suffrage piece
0: and that yeah, oh, yeah. And we, and which which I agree with like and the line know, that the women can finally get the vote and stuff like that yeah um, yeah no I I don't know I just thought it was a bit odd placing um, okay so rah 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 of course the old the old stuffy generals the um, you know the the aristocrats don't get what uh, Steve is trying to tell them about this super weapon.
1: Just quickly, you should probably yeah. explain to people why you're saying Steve like that. Because uh, when I've cares. listened to things in the
0: past, <laughs> nobody cares. when
1: people do shitty in-jokes, it really gets great. <laughs>
0: uh, well, Steve is from a, uh, it's from some comedic routine that nobody cares about, and it's from the 90s, so don't worry about it. We don't have uh, this, It's from Wog- No, it's from Wogboy. Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Steve. Um, All right. Um, yeah, so if... Anyone's listening that cares, go check out the, the Australian film Wog Boy or The Wog Boy <laughs> and you'll get the reference. Um, okay, so the generals, of course, don't agree. So they tell them to relax, the war's over, the Germans are going to sign the armistice. Relax, it's done, we're done. And um, Diana's like, nah, but this guy's still running around. Um, Ares is still trying to, you know, he, if we don't defeat him, he's the war will never end. Um, rah, 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 they have to go rogue, like everybody in movies that get released these days, that everyone has to go rogue. And Steve takes Dinah to a pub to meet his little crew that's going to take them into to Belgium, to the front, to go find um, Ares slash Dr. Poison and try and prevent this new form of mustard gas being released. Um, and that little pub scene, I thought... I didn't really like the the commandos, I guess, or the, the, the smugglers or whatever. Whatever they're called, the group that he's got. Um, I thought they were kind of not really – didn't really add anything. Um, so they had Samir the spy. They had Charlie, Charlie who's the sniper who can't shoot. Um, he's haunted <laughs> by ghosts from his past. So he's just on the piss, and um, he's uh, um, I think he's Spud in Train Spotting. That's the guy that plays him. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: And um, why does he always play? Why is he always typecast as a drop kick? I don't get. it. Anyway, he plays it so well, but it would have been <laughs> nice just to have like when. Okay, so when we first introduced to Charlie, he's getting his ass kicked by some big guy, and you think, oh, and Donna, oh, Wonder Woman's like, oh, at least Charlie's good with his fists. But it's Charlie that's getting beaten up. And you think, oh, yeah, he's just a lovable larrikin that likes to piss. But legitimately, this guy's useless. He doesn't shoot. (laughs) He just cries. And um, that's pretty much it. There was no payoff at all. There was no no
1: fucking game-changing, like, uh, thousand-yard shot. No. You know, there was nothing that, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there was really no payoff to that whatsoever. Other than for that one bit where the Samir guy's like, everyone's fighting their own battles, mm. and then there's the camera pan over, to the and he's team. leaning over, like, beating himself up <laughs> by the fact that he couldn't shoot the uh, other sniper.
0: Um, and so, I mean, it's, so basically that's his little crew. Um, okay, so at this point... Are you forgetting Chief? Oh, okay. No, not chief's not yet. Chief's not there. So basically, there's one um, sort of minister, I guess. His name's Sir Patrick, and he meets him at the pub and says, look... I agree with you, here's some cash, go to the front, try and um, find Dr. Poison and prevent this um, weapon from, from happening. But at all costs, you know, we've got to let the armistice take its course, so do it on the DL, um, which they all go, yeah, thanks for the cash, bro, we will go to Belgium and we'll try to stop this. So they go there um, and they go meet Chief, an American Indian. And he's the guy that's going to smuggle them into Belgium, which I don't really understand why you need to be smuggled into Belgium when there's a war. And when you have the British Navy at your disposal, the largest Navy by some mile, why you can't literally just be dropped into or transported into Belgium, Um, but whatever. It seems a bit odd that you need to be smuggled through the lines. Um, It's a plot
1: device to introduce you to Chief. Well, I guess, why not just
0: have Chief at the bar? Who cares? Um and then and, and, okay so basically nah, because
1: the, then you need to see the night terrors <laughs> yeah, Spar, that's true. All right?
0: okay yeah and along the way when they meet chief they're having a campfire a little sing-along and charlie has some night terrors um and then diana goes oh that's some weird thunder and goes, chief's like i don't know thunder bro that's uh that's some artillery and then diana's like whoa that's pretty heavy um and turns out that they didn't need the smuggler at all so because diana decides to just push alone through the german lines so they go to the front and you see the trenches of World War I and it's literally hell on earth, mud, everything, um, bodies everywhere, that sort of stuff. Dinah sees all the villages that have been pushed out due to the Germans occupying their little village and decides, nope, I'm going to make a stand here. I'm going to try and take on these Germans. So she jumps over into no man's land. I didn't really like the beginning of this battle scene. I thought it was a bit melodramatic and a bit over the top when they do the slow-mo and she's just like walking through and it's obviously green screen and it's a bit CGI, but it turns out to be a really good battle scene because what happens is, um, they push through the lines. So Diana inspires the Americans to also jump over and, uh, uh push. English, right? Are they English? I thought they were Americans. Cause they go, Oh chief, good to see you. And then uh, I thought they had American accents. It's,
1: I, yeah, I, I <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think back. Um, which front is it? Cause
0: well, in, well, they were in Belgium. So, well, that's the thing though, because the Americans were, wore British uniform, wore similar uniforms to the British. So they had the same helmets and we were one. I'm pretty yeah, sure. It okay, Americans. Could be whatever he cares, the allies or the entrant, whatever. Nah,
1: cause cause they said T for the English and something for the Germans at his camp. Because oh, right. he was servicing both sides. So I, I'd made the assumption they were English soldiers. Oh,
0: maybe.
1: They looked English as, man. Yeah. They were what pretty you, white what and you, skinny.
0: Whatever. Because <laughs> the white... They're yeah, and no, I get what you're saying. I, I,
1: and I'm going to interject now because I've already broken up the convo. You always interject. Why do you <laughs> interject? just jump in and so say, what's up? <laughs> All right. But it's... I'm going to ask you a question. to uh, Maybe recall back to... Obviously, there's a lot of parallels between this and um, the first Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. which one do you think portrayed war um, you know more heavy not heavy handed but I guess which one had a bit more of a darker sense to it you think um, Wonder Woman or do you think Captain America did a pretty good job I would the gravity say of war I would
0: say Wonder Woman because you notice when she's on Paradise Island how bright and joyous like it all looks yep. and then when you go to the front the, the front, it's literally mud death and you see a lot more um, refugees and w- women and children um, crying and obviously distressed than you do in Captain America. Mm. Um, and I think the thing about the gas, as well, that gives it, I don't know, that just has a bit more of a, like a. a bit more brutal. Like yeah, that, that's how they're going to kill people by gassing them. And particularly, there's the one scene where Dr. Poison is trying to, is testing this gas on a real person. And when she finds out the mustard gas can't penetrate the gas mask, she just yanks the gas mask off him. And it's like, "Oh <laughs> yeah. shit, that's big. dude, that's heavy." Um, whereas Captain America, I can't remember what the was it uh, was it a bomb or something? I don't know. I can't remember what the the, what yeah, the yeah, it was
1: it the warplanes with the uh, huge, yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that was. I don't know. I thought that was
1: the mystical energy thing.
0: Yeah, whatever, whatever garbage that was. Yeah, I I, I would say Captain America was um, a bit more comic booky. So do I, and
1: so then in on that then coming back to I guess why I think this one probably is well I think it's I think uh, aside from it will remove um the Nolan's Batman's mm-hmm. the, why this is the strongest DC film yeah is so because I think it's it comes back to highlighting the points that make DC good and mm. the fact that they don't shy away from um like heavier stories mm. and dark stories
0: for sure um, you know just I mean? to, yeah, well, to clarify, Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy isn't the DCU. So the DCU was, was booted or started up by Man of Steel, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. So, um,
1: well, that's like, what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. So pull it, keeping that off to the side because it's not.
0: Well, Nolan said himself he he rejected doing um, Superman, and I think he was a producer because he having done, having done the Dark Knight trilogy couldn't really, and how grounded that was in terms of this sort of everyday life, he couldn't really see a way of of incorporating the, I guess, the supernatural slash fantasy elements of the other superheroes. So that's why he didn't want to touch it.
1: Yeah, which is, uh, uh, yeah, mm. I, I can understand that. But I'm just saying, like, coming back to just traditional DC, even the, the um, animated series and the actual... Um, comics themselves yeah. the stories in my experience anyway is that right. they've always had that element of um, they haven't shied away from that shit like they, they kind of dive in and I think it was done well in this film
2: mm-hmm.
1: whereas in um, Batman and Super- vs Superman didn't have any no. Uh, no. gravity to it whatsoever and it tried to be dark but it wasn't executed very well I don't think
0: no it was. yeah I agree with you I mean the other thing is, well, I'll be on. I'll I'll go on record right here now, listeners, and let you know that I am probably I enjoy the DCU a lot more than I, and I'm talking about the comic books and pretty much I don't know the animated shows and everything, a lot more than I I like the Marvel universe. So, um, in fact, I'd probably go on record and say, before the movies. I mean, the Marvel, has done, Marvel Universe has done a great job with the movies and they're really into some really entertaining flicks, but I would say I've only really ever read Spider-Man books, never really touched a lot of X-Men, and I've never once... Oh, no, I've, I've read um, Civil War, but I haven't read anything else with the uh, Avengers. Um, I've only really, in terms of comic books, focused purely on um, DCU books because I think they're just, they're just, as you said, Dave more interesting stories um yeah and they like they yeah they don't shy away from some pretty heavy themes all right cool but we're again we're getting sidetracked all right so uh, um yeah that fight scene was pretty cool and what i said the start of it was a bit cheesy but then when they pretty much break through the german lines they then go into the village where the um germans have um camped i guess or put up a, a base and that fight scene in the actual village is really entertaining. Um, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, and this is where the scene where our 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 mate um, uh, <laughs> Charlie has an opportunity to take out a German Smart. sniper,
2: and
0: he doesn't. So he get Wonder Woman has to save the day. But that's cool, Charlie. You can be useless. No drums. Who cares? Ah, um,
1: uh, they were filler characters, man. Uh, look, yeah. they were there just to service plot points, which is fine because everyone does it. And, yeah. it, you know, you've got a limited amount of time to get a whole story mm. across. So, well, oh, okay. I was fine with that.
0: This movie is pretty much broken up to three major scenes. So, you have the, the beginning scene where the Germans invade Paradise Island. This scene here where Diana is fighting in World War One on the battlefront. And then the end scene where, well, let's just jump to it, I guess. They basically find, they locate Dr. Poison in this secret German base. Um. Diana is pretty upset with Steve because Steve um, prevented or stopped Diana from killing the German general Ludendorff slash Dr. Poison because he, Steve really needed to find out where they had the, the chemicals. Um, so like a true spy, he wanted to get to the information first before, I guess, killing someone. And Diana as a soldier or as a warrior just wanted to kill him. Nah, so, I thought
1: that was more naivety than well, different that, class. Well, there's that too.
0: Um, yeah. And then Diana, so Diana fights and kills um, Ludendorff, um, but then she's a bit stunned when when she finds out that by killing him, the war's still going and the soldiers are still, you know, making their preparation to drop the massive um, mustard gas bomb on. And well, not um, mustard gas, but then well, you, whatever. I don't, I don't know.
1: Gas. Oh, I'm <laughs> gonna pull you up on this shit because <laughs> <it laughs> like, get it right.
0: gas. Anyway, so. That's basically, and then what we get is about a 30-minute, maybe 25-minute fight scene where we find out that our old mate, Sir Patrick, was actually Ares all along, and he says, I didn't start the war, but I'm just trying to influence humanity into destroying themselves. He's just trying to escalate it. Yeah, it's a
1: classic uh, Satan versus God type story, Mm. like Mm. as in panel for panel, Zeus Mm obviously being the uh, equivalent of um, Christian God and then Ares being the equivalent of <clears throat> Lucifer, right? Mm. Like, it's... I'm not going to make... I'm not going to force people to do anything. I'm just going to give them a cheeky whisper in the ear and let the darkness destroy themselves. The
0: darkness, yeah. Um, And basically, through that fight, we learn... Um, well, Zeus... Sorry, Ares tells Diana uh, that she's actually... She is the God Slayer because she was Zeus's daughter and that she has the ability to, to, to destroy humanity. And, um, and he's, he's not really fighting her. I guess he is fighting her, but he's just trying to convince her that, um, humanity is not worth saving. So he's encouraging her to unleash her powers and to use those powers against humanity. um, and i got to say, this is probably the, the one major thing I really didn't like about this movie is the dude they got to play Ares. He's a good actor. Um, what's his name? Uh, he's in the current season of Fargo.
1: Um, David Thulis? Stull- th- yeah,
0: Fearless. Um I, yeah. I, just didn't, I didn't buy him as Ares. Um, anyway, but that's that's another here and there. Um, and the one thing I like about this movie, you see, so Diana's a god and she's obviously – a bit conflicted because now she's like, well, what do I do? I've seen such great destruction in this war. Um, but I've had this relationship with these group of men who have, we've bonded and she's, oh yeah, or we should mention that she also did bond with, uh, Steve. Um, I guess they fall in love, I guess, is that what you say? Um, she goes close to Steve.
2: Spoiler for
1: a scene five minutes down the track where he, Steve says that he loves her.
2: Mm. (laughs) So
1: yeah, yeah, I dare say it's, it's implied because I'm pretty sure they, I don't know. It's implied, but I'm pretty sure that, um, they bone like after they they save the the village, right? They go to the, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that happens.
0: Um, which is odd because Dinah at the beginning of the movie says that, uh, men are for procreation and women are for pleasure. So she went to the She
1: did not say that. Yeah, she did. You have the worst memory. She said, no, they're talking about the books, the 12 books on sex, right? On like, blah, 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 pleasures of the flesh. And she said, you wouldn't like the conclusion. And he's like, oh, like why? What's the conclusion? And she says, well, it's concluded that men are required for procreation, but they're not required for pleasure. So in other words... She can fix herself up. <coughs> they're not all Lesbos, man. I just fell asleep. Um, right, well, cool. I'm just saying, man. Like, if you're going to make whatever. a call, like, well, they can right. be Lesbos. I, I they whatever. can be. I'm just saying that.
0: <laughs> why, why you got the hate for the Lesbos?
1: I don't. I don't. I'm just saying that it's, uh, it's not either or. Like, it's there's no. I suppose that's true. It's not specific. Okay. Yeah, they're not Gender saying flirty. that. Yeah, all as villains. in as why she would still be interested in exploring that is not big be- yeah. Like, okay, they're not. So the, that's why it, it does make the, sense yeah, I know. Okay. that she okay. would have uh, a, a crack at
0: it. It's a passing comment that didn't deserve yeah, I two get it. minutes. Okay.
1: Well, that's how the internet works today, mate. <laughs> passing comments fucking create empires and destroy them. All right. So, okay,
0: we, we'll be talking 40 minutes. Let's just keep going. All right. Fuck um, already. Okay. So cool. Um, so Dinah's confused and conflicted. And the, like I said, so Dinah's trying to, she's got these powers. But then you see Steve is like, I have to do something, and if I can make a difference, I'm going to make that difference. So that's the whole thing about it. He, the whole, I guess, the morality of the story of, of, I guess, why you could argue Steve inspires Diana to be um, the defender of the human race, it's because she sees this man who is just a man, and she's been told men are, I guess, um, inferior. And I mean, men is in the race, hum, the human race, are inferior, and they're not worth it. But you see, this one one dude who's willing to just if he can, if it's, if it's in, if, if if he can make the change, if he can do something about it, he's going to put his life on the line to make it a better tomorrow. And you find out that the Germans or Doctor Poison is going to load up a plane full of bombs, of gas bombs. So Steve decides says to says to his team of useless sidekicks, get me on that plane. And what's really weird is that when he's running to the plane, he sees Diane on the ground, who's on the, he's just. I don't know, there was an explosion. She, cop- she
1: copped a hit. Yeah. she's just, yeah, she's taking a respite.
0: And so he goes, he's ringing. I love you. Here's my watch. Don't forget about me. Play that song. Don't you, forget about me. And what's really weird and is that he's used to slide kicks. And this is why they're so useless. They're already closer to the plane than he is. So why <laughs> do they get on the plane as well? Like, what, like yeah. what, what the, why the fuck does he have to make the ultimate sacrifice, you assholes? <laughs> and... Oh, no, because they have to go blow up the plant. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair, fair point. Useless assholes. Fair point. Um, so Steve sees the planes. He knows that the plane, the hydrogen is flammable. And that, so what he's going to do is take the plane to a certain altitude away from, I assume, civilization and blow up the plane. And hopefully the gas will be too high to, to drop on. It will just dissipate in the atmosphere. It won't actually fall on anyone. Um, so it's ultimate self sacrifice slash kamikaze. Um, the one thing, the one gripe I have about that is, um, so basically he's flying the plane and he looks down and he sees this big explosion. So his useless sidekicks have managed to blow up the facility where they where they're, where they're developing this gas, and he gives himself a, a little smirk. I wish they I wish they threw in a line like those sons of bitches did it. Like something like that, like a cheesy, like you know what I mean,
1: like a, well, a good line. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose they could have chucked something in, but yeah.
0: And so Steve, um, shoots the canisters in the or shoots the bombs, blows up the planes, and little Littleton, well, he doesn't know, but Dinah sees the plane blow up, and then that's when she decides she realizes, well, this man, the guy, I guess, my first ever love, I don't know, sacrificed himself. Because he said the words, I can save today, but you can save the world, or you can save tomorrow. Tomorrow, Yeah. yeah. And so she goes, she's inspired by that sacrifice, and decides, no, humanity's worth saving. And rah, 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 defeats Ares pretty easily, actually, I would say. She just does some explosions, some CGI explosions. How much and- better is that no scene
1: than mm. the uh, Darth Vader one in... Um- oh, Remember, uh, what's he
0: her actually, name? That was actually You I, I, almost teared up because um, you see her on the ground. She's like getting an ass but she can see like she's confused because she doesn't like she, she. literally just found out that her dad Zeus, and that Ares is her brother, and that she's a god. And then she didn't. And that humans
1: are shit. Just shit people. Shit are just
0: shit people. And <laughs> you didn't. And that. Um, yeah, she the, does a lot of growing up.
2: There's a lot of there's
1: a lot of naivety that gets wiped away mm-hmm. when the realization of the world smacks you in the face. Mm-hmm. Like the first time, you know, when you're two when you're two months into your first full time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's like <laughs> exactly. It's this just sucks. like life just hits you in the face and yeah. she copped yeah. it. She copped it all in that and, but moment. But you can
0: see, and then when she sees like Steve Blub, she's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like you, that's, oh, yeah. you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, And I, I really like, I actually, oh man, I thought it was a pretty, I thought that is the only DCU, it's really hard to say, DCU uh, to date that's given us sort of like that humanity and has grounded it that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, ground of the god. Mm. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. the gods have got skin in the game because they actually care about us, you
1: know? But the re I think the only reason why they were able to do that was... Um, no, actually, no, that's not true. Because in Superman, he, and this is a big part of Superman's story, is that it's his family that grounds him.
0: Mm, that's true. I, right? I don't think Zack Snyder executed that all that well, though. to be honest with
1: you. Yeah, okay, fair call. But I'm just... Maybe it was it was done better here, I, mm. I will agree, but I think this is a superior film anyway okay. well yeah yeah and okay to, actually to, but on that just yeah. on that, and I want to ask you, do you think this would have been a better film if there was no Ares if it was Ooh. left at the if it was just left at humanity's shit i 'm now crushed when that scene after she kills um the general, uh, Ludendorff. Ludendorff, right? Yeah. And she's just looking over mm. and she has to come to grips with the fact that humans are just shit.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> like, do you think that this would have been a better film?
0: Nah, that's too heavy. I mean, I, I like that, that she's inspired by humanity and she like, wants to help change and save humanity and mould them into better society. I like that.
1: So you don't think she still would have gotten that? If they had used a different um, Mm. plot vehicle and still had Steve Trevor die and make the sacrifice, Mm. no, because
0: it's it's hard because you needed Ares to occupy her because otherwise, why couldn't she just fucking do it and just jump out the plane? Like she 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 needed to be occupied by fighting Ares and not really understand what what he's doing because he's and he and he knows that he's never going to see her again and decides to just make that sacrifice, because it's the right thing to
1: do. How about this, though? So you've got the guy taking the steroids, Ludendorff, right? Yeah, Ludendorff.
0: And that's another thing, Jem's taking
2: steroids. Yeah, Yeah. so you've got
1: Ludendorff fucking just gassing up there, right? Just fucking hoovering up that uh, thing from the uh, Professor Poison or whatever. Mm -hmm. Dr. Poison. Like, charging up. I I Mm -hmm. think that that could have been the distraction. I think she could have been so hard-pressed into believing that he was Ares. You could have sped up the whole process of the plane being ready to go off. Mm -hmm. And as she's fighting Ares – sorry, as she's fighting uh, Ludendorff, you could have dragged Mm -hmm. that out a little bit longer. And then Steve's like, well, I've got to go stop the actual fucking plane. He jumps in. She kills this guy. The plane's already off. Oh, and she's too late. She's watching around. Nothing's stopping. The guys, um, you know, the useless guys are still shooting. Everyone's still trying to kill each other. The plane's going up, and then it fucking blows up, and, like, everything we just ram home even harder. <laughs> And then fucking end it there. It's yeah, bleak. Uh,
0: just bleak. Nah, that's too bleak, man. Oh, I, yeah, that's too heavy. These movies need I think you still need to have the standard happy. Well, not, yeah. it was a bittersweet ending because you know uh, Steve's still going to die because it's set in 1918.
1: But oh, uh, but yeah. Steve Trevor loves dying. Like he's died many times in the comic books.
0: Yeah, Steve so he's loves to he's eat. a character that that dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> he exists to die. All right. Yeah. Well. And then, pretty much at the end of the movie, she's in Paris um, and she's like working in the Louvre on um, artifacts, um, which I would have thought is a really easy job for her given given her history. But um, so she's just cruising around and she puts a photograph back and says, sends an email to a uh, Gmail. If you noticed, I so did Bruce, notice. Yeah, <laughs> to Bruce Wayne, says <laughs> cheers for the photograph, bro. She hears a bomb. I think a bomb go off, and she just says, look. I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. I'm here to save humanity. And she jumps out out into the Paris night to, to, to track down that bomb. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's pretty much a, a very blasé, minute-by-minute, <laughs> <laughs> minute, I guess, take of the movie. Um, overall, would you say this is the best DCU film to date?
1: Yes. And I would also say... Uh, uh, I also want to ask a, a question as well. Mm. Not only the best DCU film mm. um, with probably some of the strongest, uh, like chemistry supporting cast. Also the best theme song for oh, a DC character as well. It's amazing. Fucking how good was it? And just at it's the so right metal. times. It's and so I, wanted, I wanted it more, but they gave it to me just enough to mm-hmm. me to be like, yes, that was brilliant. And, Secondly, do you actually think, and this is a bit of an off-the-wall, I guess, question now, Mm -hmm. is Wonder Woman still the right name for this character? If we look at everything that's happened in the past, um, you know, fucking hundred years Mm -hmm. in the world, you know, you've got the women's suffrage, you've got, you know, we've seen so many incantations of this character, we've seen the bad um, 70s fucking TV, Wonder Woman type. Take on it, yeah, for sure. But now in today, like if you if you remove Wonder Woman, she's never referred to as Wonder Woman. No, that's true. It's just in the title of the film. Get rid of that altogether. I think there's a different name. Like I, I actually don't think Wonder Woman, and I know it's difficult to you can't really change a franchise, or whatever. <clears> but like it just doesn't fit to me. It, like uh, I feel it, like it is it yeah, ha- something.
0: It's old. Yeah it, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but I mean, I don't really care because at the end of the day, she's only references Diana, um, Queen, princess of the blah, blah, blah of the Amazon. So it's cool. But to your point as well, I, I just reaffirm that, I, yeah, this is the best DCU film out. Um, and the best part of Batman v Superman was Wonder Woman. And when she is in that fight with Doomsday and says, what makes you think I haven't killed a god before or whatever? And yeah. that theme song in the movie is, a, is in that in Batman vs Superman was really cool and it amped you up. And this is pretty much just a couple, two hours of that. If that makes sense, you're never, you're never not satisfied or dissatisfied with the fight sequences and the, the, um, the choreography of the fights She She's, she kicks a lot of butt and she takes down a lot of crowds. And, yeah. um, I, I, I gotta say the plot, always keeps moving forward and it makes on the most part a lot of sense and you want to see the continuation of the story and where she goes on from here so it was um, well paced
1: yeah it was wasn't it and even the characters themselves acknowledged when shit was taking too long Mm. Like mm. when Steve Trevor's like trying to explain to her why he's got to go in and he's <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> you, don't yeah, it, you don't get it. You don't get it. I gotta go. And it's like, yeah. oh, I like that. He didn't fuck around. Yeah. He's not, you know, spending twenty five minutes explaining yeah. the uh yeah the magnet. Uh,
0: I got a question for you. Now I I when I, okay, so when we saw that love, I guess Dinah grows close to Steve and, and they go to the bone zone. Mm. Um, I d- initially didn't like it because I was like, "Well, why can't they just be two warriors in this fight and just be like, you know, comp- you know, oh, comrade? Yeah, platonic. Yeah. But then you realise that at the end of it, she—that's the link to love. She says that love will cure all. Bit hippie, but she, the, that's the link. So that's cool. But do you think, in terms of her? Sorry, sorry. So do you think um, when you compare Wonder Woman that? The, the portrayal of wonder woman in this film is will, will be more iconic than what we've gotten um and i'm more, sorry what we've gotten in from other sort of female orientated or female sort of centric um hero films so what i mean like do you think um gal gadot's portrayal of wonder woman would be as iconic as uh furiosa in mad max or like sarah connor in t2
1: Oh, okay. So from a, for the ages perspective of female heroes, Um, Because uh, that's pretty tough, man.
0: Well, the point I was trying to make is that those, the the reason why I think those two really stand out is because they didn't have like a love interest or they'll just like in the films, they were um, too, just too, too, like, they had male leads, I guess, but they, there was no sort of love dynamic in those films. They just, you know, they they two two strong, yeah. independent women. All
1: right. Uh, look, I think you have to take it from the context, though, that the world's changed from mm. when those films... More specifically, when Alien was released, right? Mm. I mean, you'd have to... You'd make the argument that Sigourney Weaver was pretty much all the ultimate heroine mm-hmm. at one point when those films came out. Because... You hadn't had a, uh, a character or a female lead really do that sort of thing in my memory and my exposure to film um, <clears throat> during that time. So you mm-hmm. had the wor- like a, you had a mature audience seeing a mature film, and this is like, okay, shit. So that's what a female hero kind of looks like and how they would react in those situations. All these years later, there's been other sorts of films, not, never to, that's ever landed as heavily as that. You had Furiosa. I mean, for you and me and for our circle of friends, sure, it's it's pretty iconic sort of um, portrayal of a he- of a female hero that's not typical of what I guess the sexed up sort of like action
0: Tomb Raider thing yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. like
1: the real shallow, superficial ones. Yeah, like it's more like Furiosa is just like a genuine badass. Yeah, but that that's for our like I think Mad Max. Um, It's a bit niche, Mm, so I don't even think that is going to really be that iconic. Mm. But this is going to be the first uh, film that maybe not kids, but you're going to have young females watch, Mm. like the 12s, 13s, Mm. and their exposure Mm. to film. And I think that is what's going to make it an iconic female hero story Mm. for the ages. Because Mm. if it resonates with the 12 and 13-year-old girls – that are growing up and being like, That's awesome. I've got someone to identify with now. Mm. Then they're gonna carry that. Right? For sure. you and me, I don't think that's gonna be the case. I, I like I really still see Sigourney Weaver as like the ultimate female badass. Mm. Right. Too, and like yeah. I like Wonder Woman. I think she was a cool character. I thought this movie was really good, but it's not alien.
2: It's well, not, not T not two right?
1: It's yeah, it's, it's not yeah, yeah. T two. It's not um sorry, that was yeah you referenced Sarah Connor before, but it's not... Oh, yeah, and Ripley. It's,
0: and Ripley, yeah. yeah. sort of same. Well,
1: those... Are, yeah, okay. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, you, for us, our first exposure to female heroes were those two, right? Mm. And you've got their normal women that don't have any special powers, mm-hmm. and they're in serious threat of their lives. And those films were great films. But kids today and the next generation, I, I don't think... They're going to be watching Alien, and that's going to be their first experience, no, right?
0: That's right.
1: It's not right. This will probably be it, and because of that, we'll grow up, our kids and grandkids will be like, Oh, you know, the, we grew up remembering this uh, um, Gal Gadot as the awesome badass Wonder Woman, who mm. really uh, kicked some skulls yeah, in, but was really cool.
0: That's and, good, um, that's good, good perspective because I hadn't thought about that. I guess I was looking at it, someone at our age group who have. As a as like a kid of the nineties watching those films, um, you're right. So yeah, I, yeah, I I I would think that um, I don't think this is going to be the only portrayal of Wonder Woman. So I definitely think that these movies will keep going in perpetuity um, until literally they stop making money. So um, but oh, yeah. it
1: could fall off a cliff, man. There could only be two. We don't know if there's going to be a hero story bubble. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, but the thing is that this is the best DCU film out, so I wouldn't be surprised if they now want to rush a second Wonder Woman. Um, True. Well, we're getting another Wonder Woman, I guess, in Justice League later this year. So, right, well, maybe that's a good point to jump into. Um, So, with the DCU, actually, before we finish off on that, that's what I would also like to suggest is that the DC um, comic books are better at portraying females than the Marvel comic books. Would you agree or disagree with that? I think we've got, received better female oriented storylines and female sort of um, characters with, with different, uh, more complexity and not so many, not, not such cliched sort of um, portrayals as we have received from Marvel.
1: Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that, but then I could have a bias because I've only ever really been exposed. I'd be more heavily exposed to DCU because no, that's true. I think people that read X-Men may argue. Um, mm. uh, I mean, obviously Grey, not, yeah. not Jubilee, but yeah, your first thought is probably Jean Grey. Yeah. And, um,
0: well, they're coming out with Captain Marvel later next year, the year after as they big female orientated. Um, or they have to now. Right? Yeah. Um, and I've literally never heard of Captain Marvel before. Um, and I'm somewhat familiar with, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a beginner, probably intermediate when it comes to comics. And i never heard of Captain Marvel before. So she must have well, existed in the Silver hey, Age, perhaps, this, or even, she wasn't around in the 90s when we were reading this stuff. And let me put it to you.
2: Yeah.
1: Name, if I told you to name a DC um, villain that was female. Mm hmm. You could do it almost straight away, couldn't you? Catwoman, poison ivy, Um, shit. Who else we got? Um, But you did it instantly. You could think of two, right, mm. straight away. Mm. Um, Marvel,
0: female. (sighs) Um, (laughs) Emma Frost, I guess. She's kind of a bad guy at the beginning. Uh. Like I know they're
1: they're obviously out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a few nerds out there screaming. You guys are fucking kidding me? Yeah. There's like fucking twenty five, thirty of them. Amateur hour. What? But, but for us, but for for being the queen, Pop, you that, know, fuck, she was iconic. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm saying though. Like, like you know, for us, mm. the the guy, the, the every Joe comic book guy mm. that bought a run of a series, but then didn't. Get Mm -hmm. like didn't read anything for maybe a year or two, but then went back in and bought another series. Mm -hmm. Over our life, like if we're that audience, DC does have better representation for Mm -hmm. better female stories than what. And look, we're doing what I guess all white men do, and start commenting on the impact of (laughs) female situations, right? Like that's that's what white men do, and I'm sure we've got better ideas than what they do. Well, (laughs)
0: yeah, that's true, but I mean, I just think that the DC. Uh, I don't know. I just think that they do better stories. Um, and like uh, Talia Ghul, okay, he, maybe in The Dark Knight um, Returns, she wasn't that well thought out. Um, but she's a pretty epic bad guy in the Batman um, sort of universe. Or Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and even in the TV shows, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like you look at Arrow mm-hmm. where it's <sighs> – Granted, like and, and going back, like, I want to give Arrow like a lot of credit for the ground they broke mm. because it was one of the it was one of the earlier incantations of um, heroes coming to the small screen True. in the live action
0: format. Well it kicked it off. The success of that T V show kicked it all off, yeah.
1: I oh, it did, right? Massively. Yeah. Did and they and they had massive constraints because mm-hmm. C W Network, like it had to be it, it was like huge constraints to try and make it Cool. But even in, in that, you know, in the Arrow series, and it mm-hmm. comes through, like the way they portray females, like like Felicity Smoke. I oh, know, do you have you actually watch Arrow?
0: I uh, watched the first season.
1: Uh, okay. Um, it, it's transformed a lot over mm-hmm. the seasons. I, I still enjoy it. It's a good.
0: I like, heard that train. the later seasons are kind of eh, a bit gotten off the boil.
1: Yeah, but like I'll watch it like on the train coming home from work. So mm-hmm. it's it's something I'll still watch. And I think because I prefer the Flash. Anyway,
2: well, my, my point think, is, yeah, is yeah, that the there's female down.
1: characters, right? Yeah. They they do flesh it out. And, mm. you know, you've got um, like Black Canary um, played a big portion. Um, you've got like Felicity Smoke, who is just an intelligent, pretty all-around badass character. Like it's – they push – they try to get not equal screen time, but like they definitely – try to get diversity and there's definitely yeah. a diversity in the character sets and I think that's why the storylines do get a bit more depth to them because you've got so many different perspectives whereas yeah. if you look at like most of the Marvel stuff it's, you look at Avengers right, they're all just fucking white guys well, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and one token female Russian who's a white woman yeah
1: yeah and a yeah. oh, massive token, huge token female. Like, it's all just... The core of Avengers is, like, a few fucking swinging dicks.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll leave that there because we, uh, we've we probably got two listeners and one of them is probably a Marvel fan and we, now he's not listening to us anymore. Um, <laughs> okay. So, okay. Well, I guess... Um, really in the greater uh, sphere of things when we talk about the DCU and um, what we've got to date. So the DCU is kicked off by Man of Steel and then they shelved a Man of Steel sequel and I think what really kind of shot themselves in the foot is that they didn't know how to incorporate the Batman and Superman um, dynamic and what I think they should have done is... um, because when I remember when Batman and Superman got announced, they then said that this was the Man of Steel sequel in sorts and that this would be a Man of Steel sort of continuation of the story but having now introduced Batman. And they basically, Zack Snyder, it was almost like Zack Snyder just got five of the most popular Superman slash Batman um, books, copied the imagery and tried to cut and paste a storyline, a cohesive storyline out of all that. Um, I won't go into Batman Superman. Everyone's everyone knows how mediocre that film turned out to be. Um, but I guess the direct what came out of that was a very muddled future of how this have how, how this cinematic universe would sort of come together. Um, and then I and so we then go to another origin story of Wonder Woman, and we get a I guess I guess a good old fashioned action slash comedic or not comedic but you know has some comedy elements romp and um this the, the, the core seems to have steadied so the next movie out later this year is the justice league movie which is the marvel or dc's um avengers equivalent and my question to you dave is how do you think now that 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 marvel have come out with a, sorry that now dc have come out with a with a certified hit because this movie and in it's opening two days i think in friday and saturday oh, sorry on thursday in the previews and on friday's made like 86 million worldwide so it's going to make 100 million in its opening or maybe not 100 maybe like i don't know 80 million or 90 million in its opening weekend so it's going to be a hit are you confident in the dc the, sort of like the re-direction um, of the DCU films because um, I guess with the reshoots of the Justice League they obviously did some test screenings and the feedback was a few things need tweaking and with the uh, sad personal tragedy that Zack Snyder suffered he stepped down and Josh Whedon has now come on board to just take over and, and direct those final uh, reshoots. Do you think that we're going to get a more not lighthearted but a more comic bookie, if that makes sense sort of uh universe out of DC. Um no. I
1: I I'm not I was thinking about this actually.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and I'm actually more excited for more one shots mm. and origin stories mm-hmm. than what i am for justice league
2: mm-hmm.
1: like i really want to see flash like i i want to see i'm actually pretty keen to see aquaman now yeah um, okay. to see how that turns out like it's i think the problem with where they really sort of um fucked up mm. is that i i like superman more than what you did right man of Steel and yeah the man of steel I liked it more than what you did, and I thought it was fine. And I thought it was an okay reattempt because they had to be careful and certain tropes were brought in, etc. Whatever, mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I would like to have seen a, a proper sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah, and I think maybe the timing wasn't great because it would have been a really long time between drinks if you'd had Man of Steel, this version of Wonder Woman come out, mm-hmm. and then a number two. To a sequel to Man of Steel, yeah, been a really long time. But I think we would have gotten a better Superman movie had it happened in that order. But Whereas it, now, mm. it's I, I don't know, man. I just think Justice League is. I'm not sure if it's going to be what
0: the the problem is that they they okay. So Marvel when they they had a very um, corporate attitude to how these movies would be um, released. So they. I don't believe they had the universe set up when they put out Iron Man, I just thought that they, they realized that they um, comic book movies were making money, um, they, Marvel as a company wasn't making all that money, much money, so they, they thought, okay, well, we sold our, last, our two top brands, um, Sony got Spider-Man and Fox got X-Men, slash Fantastic Four, how about we look to these other characters and see if we can't make some money for ourselves. So when they did that, they made Iron Man and that kind of kicked us all off, right? But they then sort of developed a game plan to then make more of their lesser characters and bring them to prominence and they mapped it out like a, pretty much like a corporation does. This is stage one, this is stage two. DC, not knowing the goldmine that they have, or well, Warner Brothers, not knowing the goldmine they have with the DC universe, was like, I don't know, there's like eight movies out before, by the way, they had the Dark Knight trilogy going, but they hadn't formulated or thought about formulating the universe. Yeah. So they, yeah. when the Avengers makes a billion dollars and, you know, the Dark Knight makes a billion dollars, but, I mean, the Dark Knight made a billion dollars due to, I think they re-released it in IMAX and they re-released it in, you know, it wasn't, you know, granted it still made a billion dollars, but it, it took a different couple of different directions to get there. They kind of realised that the potential these things had, so they realised they changed the course pretty drastically because Zack Snyder was meant to be um, the Kevin Feige, and he was meant to map out the the the, the sequence of these films. But then they kind of realised that, like you said, long time between drinks. Um, we need to get the we need to get Batman in ASAP because Batman is the premier sort of uh, DC um, hero, and they. Shelved the Superman, Superman. Um, they Six. they yes, shelved the Superman sequel, and they encompassed Batman. And you're right, that was a huge misstep. So they got to play because they're playing catch up. They got to bring the Justice League forward. But my question, I guess, after of all of that long minute ranting, do you think they've learned their lessons? Um, given the feedback they've got and the criticism they got from Batman and Superman and how that movie didn't make a billion dollars and it should have, do you think now, I honestly think that they probably learned their lessons and now that they're kind of redirecting it back to be a bit more, not to be marvel light, but to be um, not so, oh, I've got so many issues, oh, you know, <laughs> that, that sort of yeah. conflicted <laughs> bullshit. So do you, what do you think? So I think they're on track and
1: learning yeah. their lessons. Yeah. Um. Well, to be actually, to be perfectly frank, I, I think it really depends on what their goal is. Make money. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, if it is just to make money, then yes, I think that if they mm. can see the success of Wonder Woman mm. and learn their lessons, they'll go out and take their time and just ride the wave for as long as it is. But if it's if the goal is to go out to be bigger than Marvel, then they're not going to achieve it and they're going to fuck up and they're going to probably try and keep Rush and play catch-up and overtake and it, it's not... I, I don't think we're going to get the cohesive universe that we want mm. and I don't think we're going to see the quality of film, on or the quality of ensemble film that the Marvel guys put out. Yeah. Well, I mean... You're right. Because anything can make money, right? Like well, the question is going to be how much, and if that's if the goal is to make more. than well, that's the thing. The Marvel, right?
0: That V Superman didn't make enough money. Um, I think Suicide Squad uh, made just. Oh, that as much. was garbage too. And, yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, Suicide Squad, I forgot about that. That's part of the DCU. That's technically in the same universe. That mm. made around um, eight hundred, whatever. And look, anyone at home, I'm not. I'm not. I know the rough figures. I'm not looking this up. 800 and Superman uh, v. Batman made around the same. So if you've got Superman v. Batman, now these guys are two of the most iconic superheroes, full stop. This thing should be making one, you know, 1.1, 1.2 billion without even thinking, right? This thing is what we've all wanted to see, Batman v. Superman. So the thing that makes me nervous about the DCU is that I honestly think that, that the guys at Warner Brothers, um, the direct the execs at Warner Brothers, like you said, just the goal is to make money. They don't really care if they're bigger than, than Marvel. They just want to make money, and I think that they look at it from the viewpoint that they're underperforming, and that they need to make they need to go as a wider audience as possible because no kid, like no ten year old, is going to sit through a three hour Batman v Superman with that much bullshit again, right? So, um, they're I think they're at panic stations because I think if you look at it, um. With these reshoots, and I understand it's a quite a significant amount of reshoots for a film that's going to be released in, I think, October or November at the end of the year. Yeah. And the fact that The Flash is now on to its fourth the director, or doesn't even have a director now, I think they went through three directors, um, and then Ike Man went through two directors. I truly think that they're trying to exert some quality control because Warner Brothers has always been a studio where they let the director do what they want, or they claim to let the director do what they want. Um, but they realize that marvel having the kind of a tight group on this sort of stuff is probably for it probably makes for a more cohesive sort of um universe because that's what you are trying to establish a universe so this all kind of roughly has to be linked right so that's what i'm kind of concerned about is um the one that they're rushing it two that they don't have a clear vision and three that there's probably some internal conflict as to what that vision is is uh but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, Josh Whedon was brought on board, brought on board because uh, he wasn't happy with um, Marvel's influence in Avengers two, and he said pretty much whatever. What um, Warner Brothers said, what character do you want to do? And he said, I want to do Batgirl, or was it Bat? Yeah, Batgirl. So that's what he was brought on. He's now taking over the reshoot, reshoots of uh, Justice League, so he's definitely going to bring that sort of. Um, a game, I think like a premier sort of, uh, not that Zack Snyder isn't a good filmmaker. Um, but I just think Josh Whedon is kind of, he's the king of the nerds when it comes to this shit. And, yeah. and he knows dialogue and I think he knows how to bring levity and action sequences really well. Where Zack Snyder is more like a, he brings, he makes really good images. Um, but oh, sometimes yeah, it's,
1: fantastic stylist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a like, that trailer, when you see the, the waves crashing on Aquaman, it's like, oh, fuck, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. But the actual story, I don't think is, is his strong point. To craft the story and to get it moving, I don't think that's his um, strong point. I think he worries about what looks cool or, so what, is, or what serves as the story. And to
1: be fair, I mean, Watchmen, which is probably what led to him really getting involved in that space, mm. right? That was panel for panel, the book. Mm. Mm. Except the ending, which I actually thought was a, a better version of Watchmen. I can't so,
0: remember how the – how did the ending end in the, in the movie? Uh, so um,
1: what's his name? Um, ah, fuck, the blue guy. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Anyway, he um, – so they make him the catalyst for – like basically they put the, the – the world's all fucked up. mm and it's at threat, and he's the common enemy. So mm. they hit, they unite the world around him being the common enemy, mm. and he basically goes into exile. Whereas the actual graphic novel, um, they make a random alien race attacking the Earth, the mm. common enemy, which was a little bit... I, like, I thought it was more impactful, that choice.
0: Oh, so everyone goes, um, Dr. Manhattan, whatever he is. That's is, it, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, man- they're like, yeah. oh, fuck this guy. He's a bad guy. And they, okay, yeah. Well, I didn't actually yeah. mind what I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that, that prison scene with uh, Rorschach, and he goes, you're, you're, you don't understand. You're all locked in here with me. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was,
1: but it was panel for panel, man. Mm. So you're right. What you're saying is you're right. But, mm. I, like, and the thing is, I don't, I don't know if all the swapping of the directors in and out is... A bad thing. Well, it is a bad thing, and maybe it is them exerting quality control mm. but if they if, if if the goal is just for the films to be profitable as opposed to being competitive, mm. then I think they should really sort of just chill their dicks a bit and actually <laughs> like well like patty jenkins right she's yeah. she's ripped out Wonder Woman. You look at the stuff she 's done her, her last what, actual movie was um monster like in 2003
2: and oh, she's, right. on, I, yeah, think okay. she's only, I think out she's only
1: yeah i think she's only directed um like the killing i think she did two episodes no no she you know,
0: literally this is her second movie
2: <laughs>
1: yeah like so you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's obviously she got picked up and there's a bit of talent there like i mean mm. monster was a pretty well regarded film Um, The Killing is a pretty good TV show, but it it relatively like fucking out of like for a project like this, like it's it's a lot to gamble on. But I mean, the point is, is that they, someone obviously took the time to vet and to say, this is the right director for this film. So forget the rushing, forget trying to pump shit out. If they just take that approach with everything moving forward then the films will just be profitable and they'll make money and then it's fine but it comes back to are they are, if their goal is to be is to catch is to capture marvel market share they're going to fail like they've already failed and they'll continue to fail like i think they got to realize people that go see marvel films are probably going to go see dc films and vice versa yeah yeah for like sure. in this age of consumerism people binge the shit out of everything like, there is no rivalry of, or there's no, oh, I prefer Marvel, I'm only going to go see Marvel films. I mean, there's obviously an element of that, just for maybe people our age that are more familiar with the characters. Mm-hmm. But I've still seen quite a few of the Marvel films. Actually, I, I think I've seen almost all of them, except for, like, Doctor Strange and... <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Okay, that's a good question. Oh, right, good point to make, then. All right, so if... Just quickly, before I move on, i move on to what I'm about to say is, I think that they generally are concerned about quality control and perception in terms of they want to make high quality. Um, they don't want to be seen as an inferior comic book brand to Marvel. And uh, my point being, when you look at uh, Suicide Squad, that movie had significant reshoots again, and was actually taken over by the editing. So they Marvel, Warner Brothers, outsourced their editi- editing to the uh, companies in Hollywood that edit movies, and that mm. movie was actually cut together. By an, a, an editing house so I definitely think with the mandate from Warner Brothers had set we need more of these uh, we need more rock songs we need more jokes we need more of this faster pacing and then they cut the film so that's what I, I generally think that they, they don't want to be seen as an inferior brand so that's why they're actually doing a major reshift and I actually do believe that um, Flash and Aquaman will be pushed back to make sure that they are better filmed and that a lot is right in this Justice League that they're willing to double down get another A-class director in, because let's be honest, you don't need to get an A-class director in to just do reshoots. Reshoots are pretty much this didn't test well, we're doing the opposite of what we originally did. Just get any competent second unit director in, they can do the reshoots. Yeah, agree. Josh Whedon is also doing some dialogue. He actually did work on this film with Zach. Um, he did, I think he did a rewrite. So he's obviously doing some dialogue and some influence there. So I generally do believe that they're trying to do a course correction. Anyway, so back to, back to your point. Um, so in terms of um, 2017, we're getting some pretty good movie films, uh, comic, book, comic book films. Um, we've got, we had Guardians already. Uh, Wonder Woman came out. We've got Thor coming out later this year. We have the Justice League um, coming out later this year. We have Spider-Man Homecoming came, coming out. Uh, we had Logan. Let's not forget Logan, sorry, already come out as well. What do you think will be the top grossing or the or what the – I guess that's not really a true reflection of a good film, but what do you think will be the biggest comic book film of 2017?
1: Um, yeah, that's tough because it is – when we start seeing it, how flooded this market is now becoming with this stuff. Well, um, yeah, because
0: basically Fox is doing two, we're trying to do at least one movie a year. Sony's trying to do one movie a year. They've already announced that they're going to do a Venom story next. Um, and then you have Marvel who will always pump out, that's their business model, pump out two movies in, in a year. And now you have uh, Warner Brothers pumping out two movie, comic book movies a year. So you're right. There is almost two movies a quarter that are going to be <laughs> Yeah, games. it's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um,
1: uh, it's a good time for fans. Um,
0: oh, for sake! Yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough to answer because you've got a new... Even though Spider-Man isn't a new... Mm-hmm. The franchise isn't new and we've had a lot of Spider-Man films, really. Um, fuck, there quite a few of them, haven't there? Like uh, six five. already, I want to it's say. Five. No, five? five, yeah. Been five. So this will be the sixth. Yep. Um but this is the first one where it's Spider Man in the Marvel universe. And you look at the demographic as well. Mm. Um it's not fully grown Peter Parker, it's Peter Parker in high school. <sighs> I I wouldn't be surprised if, if the film's a good film, if that ends up by being the biggest one of the year. I yeah, I agree.
0: superman's gonna be the biggest one. superman's gonna be huge. I think they hit a nail on the head that with no, Tom Spider-Man, Spider-Man, sorry, sorry Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. So Tom Holland yeah. nailed it with the casting of Spider-Man. Yep. Um, you are going to have some surprise elements because um, Donald Glover's in it, so we don't wonder what kind of if he's the uh, the other Spider-Man. I can't remember what the other Spider-Man's name is. Um, and so, and also, uh, it's going to be tied in loosely. Well, it is going to be tied in with the, the, the Marvel universe so I think
1: Iron Man is fucking featured in half of the mm -hmm, trailers mm -hmm. half of the trailer in every trailer yeah Yeah.
0: so I think that's going to be the the big hit Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets gets close to gets close to that though I think Wonder Woman this has kind of been the badge of honour or not the badge I shouldn't say that but you know what I mean this is like the film that um, uh, females uh, comic book fans have been crying out for And maybe not this film, but like a female protagonist and a female story. And I wouldn't be surprised if they want to make this one known as to be like, well, there is profit and margin in this, so please keep making these um, stories for us. So um, I would say I'd put Spider Man, then I'd probably put Wonder Woman, and I reckon Thor. Well, because Guardians is already shit. I forgot about Guardians too. That's already made like close to nine hundred (laughs) million. Uh, yeah, fuck. Um,
1: it's a, it, it's hit. The Guardians is, a, I wouldn't say it's been a surprise packet. I mean, it, but it's been a, um, it's good, man. Because in, in a flooded market, it was mm-hmm. the first to jump. And this is where Marvel's got such an advantage, is that they've always, because of the advancement of all the stories, they're mm-hmm. the first now in everything. They're the first mm-hmm. space,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, sci-fi setting. Mm-hmm. They're the first, um, mature character age ones. You look mm. at Logan, mm. right? Now, they've already done... They've done X-Men. They've yeah, done shit, everything. Logan as well, yeah. And you've got Logan now, which is like... Not the end of days of Wolverine, but it's pretty much all like... We've seen a life of a character here. So, mm. they're, And they're the first now to do that. I mean, everyone wants to see maybe old Batman, but, okay, we'll Marvel beat, a, beat DC to that with Logan, right? Mm. So, it's... Yeah, it, I, I think I'm not surprised by Guardians doing that well as well. Mm. And I, it'll probably be those three in mm. whatever order um, for the year. So you year. don't
0: think Justin, Justice League will make a billion bucks?
1: Uh, like I said before, man, I'm not sold on it yet. Yeah. I mean, the Flash looks cool. Um, I think Wonder Woman's the
0: best part about it, to be honest with you. I mean, I like, Bat, I like Affleck. Batflick. I think he's actually quite... I think he's a good Batman, and he and, and uh, he's a wasted
1: opportunity. Yeah, he's right. A big time. He's a time. wasted opportunity. He's yeah. a good
0: Batman in a shit film. <laughs> yeah, um, that's shit. Yeah. And I think Wonder Woman was the only thing I really. When I saw Batman v Superman, um, my wife fell asleep, and Wonder Woman was the only thing I took out of that I was going, like, "Oh, that was really good." Like, it's actually going, "Oh shit, this is really good," and I, I just think the Batman, even the Batman's, how he dropped out of the being director of that. And it looks like he's not going to be playing any more. The solo Batman film has a new director, but uh, I get the impression that he's probably contracted for three or whatever movies, and then that's it. He's, he realizes that I had that one chance with Batman and Superman. We, we fucked the pooch. It's done. Um, yeah, I got that he, feeling too, yeah, and that sucks. That uh, yeah. sucks,
1: donkey balls, man. Mm. Uh, well, unless maybe unless this is the catalyst for change, like you maybe. said, if, if it writes the ship, maybe. Um, good old benny boy turns around and says oh maybe i will have a fucking solid crack at this mm. but when's that know. getting released what's
0: the-, the solo batman film i don't know no no what's
1: no. the justice league. When's oh, justice league justice
0: league uh good question i think that's in october is that the end of the year i know it's before superman uh, star wars so they want to give themselves enough space between star wars uh november sorry so there you go november
1: November and what else is coming yeah. out November? Considering so many Thor
0: Ragnarok, Ragnarok is coming out the week oh, four, I think. And that look, did you see the trailer to that?
1: Yeah, that looks pretty entertaining,
0: oh, dude. That look fucking sick. Planet Hulk. Oh my god! Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty made That looked pretty, pretty chill. That looked sorry, not chill. Pretty, pretty good. Um. Yeah. So I think this year is right. going to be pretty, pretty huge year. Um. I don't know. I'm not really sold. Like I said, I'm not sold in Justice League. I'd rather they took their time to build it and then um, rather than have the world at peril literally at the beginning, maybe have these guys grow into their characters and grow into their abilities and maybe get some, I don't know. Yeah, that's not going to happen, man. Mm-hmm. They've,
1: we know what it is. We know it's going to be a rush job. We know that mm-hmm. they're all going to be pulled together at the start. And we
0: know that's that it's. You know that Justice League trailer. I, I'm not, it has some cool images, but it's not great. But you know that one with the cyborg. Do you know that's Miles Dyson in the, in the trailer? He's doing it again. Fucking Miles Dyson is at it again. The Miles same guy, that played Miles Dyson, is doing this. Is is uh is the guy that's that's creating the cyborg. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. I like that throwback. That's pretty cool. It's a
1: good throwback. It's good, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, I don't have high hopes, and I guess this would be my final hey, thought on it.
0: All right, all right. Well, we've we'll been talking for a while, so I might wrap this up. But um, just quickly, do you, when does what version of Martian Manhunter is in? What version of the Justice League is Martian Manhunter in? He's not the original. He's not the original JLA member, is he? No,
1: but animated series. Yeah, from memory. I can't remember uh, like TV animated and there'd be some run where he was mm-hmm. uh, an early member. But yeah, he would have been cool. I actually would have preferred to see Yeah,
0: him as that's what I would I cuz I know Cyborg definitely isn't original member original member. Um, he isn't you really, in, the, in the cinematic that film the Justice League movie um that comic the 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 cartoon he was, but I'm I'm pretty sure he isn't. I'm pretty sure Martian Manhunter I thought he was an original member, maybe not. Who knows? And I'm not going to do the research to find out, so I don't care. All right, cool. Uh, We'll leave that there. We've been talking for a while. Thanks for joining us for our third ever episode. I'm having fun doing these. Keep listening. Um, If you want to follow us, we have a Twitter account. Um, Do we? (laughs) Yeah, don't you know we had a Twitter account? Are you joking me? I didn't know that. What is Um, it? (laughs) What is it? (laughs) <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we we don't use it often because. yeah. Nah, I'm gonna not. troll it.
1: I'm gonna troll it hard you now. Have, it? Do
0: you even have Twitter?
1: I. Yeah, I'm on Twitter.
0: You're on. You're on Twitter.
1: Uh, I get the notification saying I'm on Twitter. I think I log in once every six months.
0: Really? This will give
1: me a reason to get back on. I'll I'll start tweeting. At. What am I tweeting at?
0: Well, okay. So if uh, so if you want to tweet and troll us, I guess. Host. I trolling, love his sh- yeah. trolling his own show. At FMMRPod at FMMRPod. So Full Metal Movie Reviews Pod. That's our Twitter handle. Uh, We're on SoundCloud and that's about it. So that should be enough for you. All right, Dave. Cheers, mate.
1: No worries, mate. Until next time.
0: Until next time. See ya.
1: Bye.